Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings, where we walk with you on your journey to wholeness. Our host is Dr. Jeannie Burnett, licensed clinical psychologist and certified eating disorder therapist. Join her and her host, Carlos Houston, as they discuss the relationship between your food, your faith, and your feelings. I don't know what it is about that intro, but my goodness, it is perfect. This is I picked it. Yes, you did. Great job. Great job. Welcome back to Food, Faith, and Feelings. I'm here with the lovely Dr. Jeannie Burnett, and I am Carlos Houston, her co-host. Now, after last week's show, if, if you captured last week's show, I hope that it was informed, informative for you. Uh, we were talking about bullying, and I don't think we really... Came to a conclusion and we were, we were talking, the time got away from us. I think we've been a little silly too. We might have been. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. So I, I, we, we may have uh, lost a little time. So I, we talked about it and wanted to keep the show going on, on bullying. Yes. Um, it's so important, especially at the beginning of school. Right, right. And I think a, a big part of it is so often we are reactive. And what we want to talk about today is being proactive and how to open up the conversation with your child, how mm-hmm. to to talk about the bullying, if, even if there is, it's, I mean, it's just like the sex talk. Okay, you, you hope your child is not having sex at 13, but oh, that doesn't mean they, don't talk to them about sex at 13. Right. Um, so They'll that, be so embarrassed because I've, right. I've talked with clients about right. sex and they're like, Mom! I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear no. this. Well, you need to hear this. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with, with bullying. Um, hopefully they're not being bullied. But if you can prepare them once, if, if it does ambush them one day, it, that talk that you had will register with them and they'll be able to say, wow, this is it. And hopefully it'll, right. it'll, and in, it'll spark In the second part of today's show, we are going to talk about who, uh, well, how, not who, but how to talk to your child about bullying, whether they have been bullied or they are the bully. And so last show we did talk about what happens with a child when they are being bullied. Now, what today we would like to talk about is what if your child is the bully? My little, my little Rufus, he's not going to hurt nobody. (laughs) No, Rufus would never do that. No, he's funny. Okay. He's learned a lot in counseling. (laughs) Right. And so what we would like to do now is talk about um, the signs and the symptoms of if your child is the bully, which nobody wants to admit that. Actually, you know, there are some people that might actually be proud of their child if right. they're the bully, right, right. which wouldn't be good. But and anyway, I, I think a lot of that stems from our our own childhood and the things that we personalize. And, and I found this great website, um, and it, it the the article is uh, "Is Your Child Being Bullied? Nine Steps You Can Take as a Parent." And I'm not going to go in depth into. I'll just read the the headings for for the the nine different steps. But um, the website is empoweringparents.com, and I, I think it has some great information on it. Uh, so you can definitely check that out. And Thank you, empoweringparents.com. Thank you very much. Um, the first thing it says is listen to what your child has to say. I mean, how important is that? Uh, and I, I don't know what other houses look like, and but if you're not asking your child how was your day, and if, if their response is good, which a lot of kids out there are doing that, especially exactly. if they're in high school. Oh my exactly. gosh, I want to talk about it. Right, and 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 knowing how to engage your child, and this this is I have 
and for those that don't know, I have five daughters. Beautiful. Uh, my wife and I have five daughters. A basketball and team. And so I, I, I pretty much get a little bit of whatever it is that you're experiencing. I get a little of that from this one, a little of this from that one. But we, we every day we talk about our Thank day. Thank God you're a therapist. <laughs> every day we talk about our day. We talk about different things we experience. And, and there are days where even if I'm like, you know, how was your day? It was fine. I'm like, no, baby girl, no. come here. I need more than that. And, you know, even if it's me, sometimes they're like, "No, Dad, you can't get away with that." You, oh, good. Need more. I'm glad it goes back. <laughs> right, but engaging with them, talking to them, and and validating what they have to say, even no, if it's you, the it's, silliest. No, it sounded like you just said invalidating. It, no, and validating right. and validating what they say <laughs> because it, it can be. The silliest thing sometimes. And the question is, like, really? Why would you do that? Why would you think that? But they're children. That's why. <laughs> so to be able just to talk to them about their day, about their experiences. And you can, when, you, when you're doing this on a regular basis, you're going to be able to see when there's a shift, when there is a change. And that's, that's the most important part. On the last show, you talked about that, about moods and, and behaviors and um if you've had an ongoing conversation, and we also talked about, do you know your child? Right. Everyone would say, yes, I know my child. Well, maybe. Yeah, not everyone, but I think most people would feel comfortable if they know their child. They would, yeah, maybe yeah. want to, hopefully. Right. And this is a great way of, of increasing that and, uh, and doing it on a daily basis. Right. The uh, second thing was, if you were bullied as a child, try not to personalize what is happening if your child is not being bullied. Oh, wow. And that's, I think that's a big one. Because now all of the emotions and that you felt. Yeah, I, I actually deal with some of that in counseling. Like a mom and has two children and the you know, the older one might is angry and kind of aggressive, which reminds her of her her older sibling. And so she really tends to favor and coddle the younger child, which is really it's it's splitting the kids up and it's not it's not good, which further propels the older child to feel abandoned and left out and not loved. And, and so I want to just bring up another, just a, 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 one of the uh, subjects that we talked about last week, which is um, there are two things that we, that I think motivate all human behavior, the desire to be loved and the desire to be safe. And so to be, you know, being loved is that acceptance and that, feeling connected and being, you know, uh, engaged and um, uh, validated and all that. And so we want to make sure that if you if you struggle with connecting with your child, please go see a therapist. Um, if you struggle with, you know, feeling like you have a, a healthy growing family, please see a therapist. Like be, being in therapy is not a, ba- a bad thing. No, it's, it's and that's that's a cultural thing that I think has. I do believe it's changing. I do. I, I believe it is really changing. Um, I, I agree. The, the, just the, the culture, whether it's American culture with, with mental health. That being, is a positive thing for millennials. Right. They're cool with being in therapy because they've been right. in it their whole life. <laughs> Thanks right. to my generation. I- <laughs> <laughs> it starts off, well, let me tell you about my mom. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um Family therapy and knowing sometimes you just need that mediator that can speak that as that is yes. unbiased. And if you have a family therapist that doesn't really talk, get a new one. 
Because in family therapy, it should be a very, very active process. And the therapist should be actively involved. Okay, keep going. But I do want us to talk a little bit about, like, signs. Like, what? how would I know if my child was bullying somebody? If your child, you you want to talk about the other side of it. If your child is being bullied. I mean, if your child is the The bully. bully. Right. Right. And And that, I think, that has a lot to do also with some of the same things that we're talking about here is that ongoing conversation that, that where, where is their security? Where is their feeling of love? Right. Because oftentimes what we say in the last show uh, that hurt people hurt people right. or hurt people hurt. Right. Um, so being able to gauge, engage your child, being able to see where they are and even watching them, watching their interaction around other children, around other people. Right. Um, and I and I think we all one of the things we talked about last time too is shame. Right. Shame I think is one of the most toxic emotions. Shame is not like guilt. So people say, oh, shame and guilt is the same thing. It's not. Guilt is I feel bad about what I've done. Like I've stolen the cookie from the cookie jar. I feel guilty. Shame is I feel bad about who I am. It's a complete invalidation and rejection of who you are as a person. So if you feel ashamed of yourself. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that will say shame on you. Well, I would not ever wish shame on anybody. Right. And because chances are good if they are a bully, um, if they have ADHD and they are aggressive. I mean, there are different types of ADHD and aggression. And, you know, and I'm not saying all kids that have ADHD are aggressive. I'm just saying, like, if they there's a compilation of different issues you know if they struggle in school and they feel bad about themselves and they have a low self-esteem and they feel ashamed and they're trying to discharge some of that that yuck feeling that they have you know maybe they've been bullied themselves maybe they have an older brother or an older sister that bullies them and so they turn into a bully and or a parent that bullies them or a parent that bullies them or a parent that bullies another parent or a grand like if they're seeing it somewhere at home or around the home in their mind they might think it's okay you have to understand that that the bullying becomes a coping mechanism for exactly. them exactly they are bullying now to protect themselves they're bullying to to really take the spotlight off of them because if I, if I am bullying you and you don't react, you don't respond, then I'm not going to get anything out of it. Boring. Right. I'm going to go over to this kid who I know if I, if I punch him in the arm, he's going to either retaliate or he's going to cry or he's going to do something that now I can make a spectacle of. That's what a bully is looking for. So, um, and this, I'm just going to say, this is a little caveat. If you like, because I see all kinds of things in my practice. If you feel like you are a bully with your child, your child, or if your child is a bully to you, which I have seen plenty, then not giving any reaction, breathing deep and going on. I mean, we, we talk about broken record technique. Like this is one thing that your child can do if they're being bullied. Um, I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to beat you. I don't care. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to mess you up. I'm going to throw you in a locker. I don't care. Like if, if you can teach them different skills to, of how to cope with a bully, like I know we're kind of all over the place today, but. And and a lot of it is redundant. It's, It's kind of saying the same things over and over again. 
but this is so important in, in our day and age because bullying takes on a whole new, I don't know what, it's, it's done in a different medium today. Whereas bullying, when we were younger, was pretty much face-to-face contact. That's what it was. But now bullying comes from so many different ways. As we said in the last show, an individual could be bullied in, they could live in Alabama and be bullied from someone who lives in Ohio. Right. It, it can happen very easily. We have social media. Oh, gosh. We have the world is this big around now. Oh yeah. So it's um, I said this big around is if the people in the air can see y'all see this right. This big around y'all see how big that is. They can on Facebook Live. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's just knowing that oh. we want to prepare them. For, we gotta go. We're just talking. We gotta yeah. go to commercial. We're doing commercials now. <laughs> we gotta thank our sponsors. So please listen to these following three commercials. From Epic Creativity, from Hard Exercise Works, and from Francina Maloney, who works with Keller Williams. We thank all of you for being our sponsors. Thank you very much. If you would like to be a sponsor and help us pay for this show, that would be fabulous. It is a tax-deductible donation. Thank you very much. please contact me at 770-495-9775. We'll be right back. So, could your nonprofit use $10,000 per month in free Google advertising? Since 2003, Google has donated free advertising to over 20,000 nonprofits in over 50 countries throughout the world. They've helped them raise millions of dollars in cash donations, recruiting and volunteer work, and in raising awareness for their causes. Visit epicgrowth.com, that's E-P-I-C-growth.com, to see if your nonprofit organization is eligible for this $10,000 in free advertising today. Are you looking to buy, sell, or invest in a home? Call my friend of 10 years, Francina Maloney. She can help you with all of your real estate needs. Her goal is to have you as a client for life. She will listen to you and find exactly what you are looking for. And as always, 10% of her gross commission goes to the MANA Fund. Thank you so much, Francina. You can call Francina at 770-861-3821. That's 770-861-3821. 3821. Hard exercise works. They believe in really hard exercise, in the relentless pursuit of excellence. Results are earned, not given. Group training can be personal and fun. I personally love hard exercise works. It has helped me to get back into shape. I don't focus on my food. I focus on the workout and I feel stronger and I feel healthier and happier. And that's what it's about. Hard Exercise Works in Johns Creek. And thanks again to our sponsors. We are going to continue our talk on how to deal with your children and speak with them whether they are bullying or being bullied. I think just a basic principle about that is go in it non-defensive. It's not about you. I mean, we talk about kids trying to not be not over-personalize what's happening at school. But so you don't over-personalize, like this is your fault. Like if your child is a bully, okay, well, maybe they they act out and not talk out their emotion. That's one of the things, that's one of our themes at MANA is don't act it out, talk it out. And so... Find your voice. Yes. Use your voice, not your body. Use your voice, not your anger on somebody else. And so if you're talking to your child, don't take things personally. Don't be overreactive. 
moms out there, try not to cry. Kids hate that. And they don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't understand that you're crying because you have empathy for them. They don't get that they're, um, I mean, they think that they're hurting you by telling you information. And so save your tears for your friend or for your husband or for your pastor or for your Bible study group. Like just save those tears. And um, even, I, I promise you, even if you have to get up and go to the bathroom because you're crying, like get yourself together. And what they're looking for is somebody that is emotionally strong and stable and can can hear what's going on in a logical manner to give them logical tools and skills so that they can go back to school and deal with this. It's also important to be open, to be open, not to think you already know the situation based on your experiences or based on, and you very well may Uh, as, as parents, sometimes our children go through things and we know exactly what it looks like. They know the outcome. However, we have to remember that this is their experience and we, we can't always just show up and, fix every problem for them. So to be open and to listen um, and to validate what they're saying, what they're experiencing, what they're feeling, even if it changes in 10 minutes because they're children that very well may happen as well. Right. Well, I was, I I was just going to say another thing I think is really, really important is competence. So a lot of parents feel like they are not competent to help their child. Right. And, I tell my my parents all the time that come in for family therapy that they are the only perfect parent for that child. God created that parent for that child. As long as you're not abusing your child, then I would say you've got to change that. But what children look for in their parents is a way, a guide. They're looking for someone to help them navigate through this thing called life. And if you don't feel competent doing that, please go f- go figure out the tools and the skills and become competent because you are not only helping yourself, but you're helping your child. And understand that your child, when they begin to feel your sense of competence and confidence in them, then they can take that to school and then they're going to be better off to blow off the bully or ignore them or, you know, repeat like so. Believe in your child that they have the competence and the confidence. Right. And it's, I think it's important also to know that it's okay to say, I don't know. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's okay to, to not have all the answers all the time. You, you are a parent. You are a human. You, and so for a lot of us, especially you know, with children, you experience things. They have first-time experiences and new experiences. And as parents, we also have new experiences and first times. And so... Uh, there are times when you have to step away. Let me get some more information on that and I'll, I'll get back with you. And right. That's well, okay. And, and I think another thing is um, if you don't have the answer immediately and your child doesn't have the answer, then, you know, it, teaching your child critical thinking skills. So to be able to say, you know what? I don't know the answer. How do you think we can find the answer? How can we work together to provide a solution for you? Well, what do you feel comfortable with? Do you, you know, do you want to go with me to the principal's office? Do you want to tell them your 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 side of the story? Or, I mean, so work with your child. Um, and that, I mean, that you have no idea how empowering that is for your child. I think that's a great segue. You, you talked about going to the school, going to the principal's office. And that goes also back to what I was saying about being open. Right. But going to the school 
and listening, listening to the teacher's perspective. The, the, they're seeing your child on a different level, in, in, a, in different a different space. way, right. in their milieu. They, they are, you don't see them with 25 right. other kids. They right. do. And so if the teacher says your child is the bully or the teacher says, I, I, I've seen this behavior, I've, I've, this is the report, this is what I get. and He picks on her, he trips her, he punches her, he pinches exactly. her. Being able to, to hear that openly and to be able to, be able to receive that and also to, to tag team with the teacher. Because she needs that support as much as you need her support. Mm-hmm. So because, what, what the, again, the end goal is your child mm-hmm. and, and they're um, having balance in their life and knowing how. Because, again, what we said initially, whatever it is that they're displaying, it's a direct reflection on what they're experiencing internally, what they're feeling. Right. So if, if they're hurting or if they're bullying or, or causing another child pain, let's get to the root of what it is. Not what's wrong with them, but what happened to them. What is it that they're feeling? What are they experience? Yeah. What is their internal experience? Like, you know, you and your husband or you and your wife may have had an argument. And so they think, oh, my gosh, they're going to get a divorce because they've seen other, you know, their friends, parents or whatever. And so that, you know, they may take that to school and act out that day because they don't know what to do with it. So think about when when your when your child's behavior is different and it signals um, uh, distress or pain or anxiety or depression or whatever, then please like help them understand what's going on. Give them if you don't know how to do it again, go to therapy. There are, there are therapists all around all around Atlanta, all over the, the country. I mean, there's even telemental health now. You can call. You don't even have to go physically to a therapist's office. And so I think it's important to be able to, to ask and not feel like you have to have all the answers because you don't. You, you don't have to have them, and you're not going to have them. It's, right. It's, well, when this baby comes out, there's not a journal that pops out with it. Right. It says, this is how you deal with your child. User manual. <laughs> right. Because every child is different. Exactly. He got five of them. He knows. Five girls, five different personalities. I feed them the same. We've raised them the same for the most part. But they're different people. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's. But you know what? Every time, and I like to tell parents this too. Every time you have another child, it is a completely different family. The dynamics are completely right. different. Even though mom and dad are the same people, right. you're growing, she's growing, and you know number three is different than number five because it's a different family. If you ask my oldest, she says it all the time that she was the guinea pig, and I always say yes. You were <laughs> because we did not she know. Said, why should you? St- why didn't you stop with perfection? <laughs> right. My parents did. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> Have we had a commercial break yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we got to go to our verse of the week. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, thanks for listening to our conversation. I hope it's been helpful to you. And let's give. Let's go to our verse of the week. It's Proverbs twenty two six. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. So I know many of us have heard that. Um, But again, you're setting the platform, you're setting the stage, and they're learning so much from you. And so if you don't like their behavior, maybe it would be a great thing for you to look at your own 
So um, we hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. And we will. We really, really, really appreciate you. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Hit us up on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Right, right. We're, we record the shows on Facebook Live. Um, so definitely follow us on Facebook. Carlos Houston, Jeannie Burnett. SoundCloud. Food, Faith, and Feelings. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. And 1190 Biz from Salem Communications. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.